Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go hour number three on this Friday the 13th. Not just the 13th of January. Friday the 13th. We'll tell you who's got some birthdays coming up here at 2.30. Why today matters. We hope you are having a safe and sound Friday the 13th. Chad and Zay with you. Zay's got a beat to start every third hour for us. What we got today, Zay? Wiz Khalifa. Never been instrumental off his classic album, Cushion Orange Juice. I like it. Cushion orange juice. Yeah. That's great. Wiz Khalifa. Good beat there. All right. Uh, a lot of good music as always on the show. Hopefully some good sports talk for you. Football getting ready for the wild card weekend. We've been talking about all the uh, you know, injury reports, updates. Unfortunately, Mike Williams out a couple weeks, two, three weeks with a broken back, a fracture uh, in his back. And... It just looks so much worse. It looked bad enough with what Staley did to play all those guys, but now you get one of your best receivers hurt. Keenan Allen's got a little more pressure on him now, and Keenan Allen is always in danger of being hurt and knocked out of a game. So Chargers fans have got to be pissed about that, but they are the second game up tomorrow uh, on the NFL slate, if you don't know. Uh, Chargers in Jacksonville, seven fifteen on NBC. Don't sleep on those Jaguars uh, cornerbacks. Cowboys, y'all know Jenkins owns eighteen tackles and That's takes true. six of the half a game. Especially if you tip it right to him. <laughs> if you throw it right into his bread basket, yeah, he'll catch it. Especially when it's not going full speed, you redirect it for him. Michael Gallup took all that all the heat off of that pass for him and then handed it right. No, sorry, Noah, Noah Brown. Noah Brown, my yeah. bad. Noah Brown took all the heat off of it, just handed it right to him. All right, uh, let's get to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. We will get to those Dallas Cowboys, and we'll talk a little Longhorns as well. One of our favorite visits of the week is with Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com, at GK Ketch on Twitter. Mr. Ketchum, how are you? That was kind of the opposite of playing a beat. that I Like, that whole – but lead in to the segment. Like I didn't need to be reminded of the Jacksonville game. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. The thing is, like literally on Twitter, like ten minutes ago, somebody angry Knicks fan is a guy that I follow on Twitter for obvious reasons. Yeah, and he retweeted something today, fifteen years ago, is when the Giants beat the Cowboys in the divisional playoffs. And it had the highlights from that game, which I have not watched since that day. What, the Patrick Creighton game? Yeah, it's that, better known as the Amani Toomer game. The Amani Toomer, yeah, okay. Uh, Either way, yeah, that's that's gross. Yeah, there's no yeah, need for that. 21-17, kicking the you-know-what, the Cabo game. Yeah, Like, it's yeah. just – and then to have that, the, the, the Jacksonville thing brought up, just it all – 
It all hurt a little bit. Yeah, I was hoping for. I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry that it starts that way. So let me. I, I ain't Jeff. No, I, I ain't too sorry. No, Zay's mean. No, I know you're not. He's I know vicious. You're not. He loves the cowboy sadness, and he's hoping they get beat on Monday. Um, so uh, let's circle back around oh, to that. Many Stephen A. Smith on. The he play. is. Hey, whoa, exactly. Whoa, whoa. That is it. He's trying to. He's trying to fire everybody up. All right, so real quick, just a, just a cleansing Longhorn question here, and then we'll get to the Cowboys. But I do want to get your thoughts on the receivers coach position. Where are we on that whole thing? I know Longhorn fans watch other people, you know, filling jobs and this, uh, you know, Garrett Riley story and stuff like that, and it might make them a little nervous. What would you tell them about their receivers coach? I mean, you know, Steve Sarkeesian is doing his due diligence. He's talking to people. Um, you know, it, it's it's a bit strange. They're trying to finish up business on the portal as well. Wide receiver is a position that they are trying to secure themselves with. And, you know, some of this could go into the spring portal window. Uh, but I, one of, I'm, I've literally been hitting refresh on Twitter all day long, waiting to see if a guy that I've been hearing about for a while would finally show up in the portal. It has not yet happened. But so there's a there's a lot going on right now in terms of putting the finishing touches on um, roster pieces. I'd even heard early in the week that there could be a couple of uh, portal guys that come in for visits this weekend. So like mm. I got my eyes open and my ears open, but nothing has yet happened. And I think in the background of all of this is trying to find a wide receivers coach. I don't really anticipate that Sarkeesian will get this wrong. He made what on paper last year seemed like a great hire in bringing in Brennan Marion, who at the time had a sticker price that was high. His breath was as high as it could possibly be. And, he, and, and Texas went out and got him. I think that you know there are guys like Rashad Samples, who's with Arizona State, uh, who's a former Longhorn, who has been with the Rams, and it, it has a reputation of being a highly elite performer on the recruiting trails. Even when he couldn't go on the road, he was an impact guy behind the scenes. And that never happens. There's a number of other guys. Holman Wiggins is out of Alabama. And anytime a staff position opens up, you kind of feel like Sarkeesian will try to raid Nick Saban if he can. So there's a lot of pieces moving around right now. But I think the biggest thing to convey is of all of the things to worry about, I think filling the wide receiver position with someone um, who will appear to be a really good hire. I, just, I don't think Texas fans really have to worry about that. But I don't have any final pieces. This is who it's going to be. Put your head on a pillow and rest easy tonight. But I, I wouldn't worry about it. Gotcha. Jeff, we know that Christian Jones is coming back for another year, and when you don't have B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson, having guys an experienced offensive line is huge for Jonathan Brooks, Keelan Robinson, Cedric Baxter coming in. What, what does it mean for Christian Jones coming back, and how do you look at this offensive line taking another step next year so you're not really you know missing B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson as much as as we would think. Well, you're going to miss B. John or Roshan no matter what. So I think it's healthy for us to just say it out loud. Next yeah. year is the running game and the running back position. Kind of, not going to be anywhere near as good. Like people need to stop thinking to themselves, well, Jonathan Brooks and Cedric Baxter, like they will replace that and it'll be okay. It's not, it's not. Uh, though, B. John, arguably safely, arguably, a top three or four back in the history of the program. 
Roshan is going to be, I think, a second-day NFL draft kind of guy. Um, I didn't trust John. I know he's he's a sports hernia, right? So I know he was a little bit banged up. But very first time I had an opportunity to trust Jonathan Brooks, like he was someone who deserved to have his name. And I know I'm not answering the question you asked specifically. I will get to it, I promise. But the very first time they had a chance to put him in a position to be a lead dog, they gave Keelan Robinson more carries. So, and if you tell me where he was hurt, well, then he shouldn't have played half the game. Um, so I have some questions about the running back position a little bit, right? Like Jaden Blue didn't play at all. And I don't know if you guys remember this from the Texas Bowl game, but they needed some offense and they needed some running game and they needed points. And they didn't go to those areas to get them. So the running game is not going to be as good. I think Christian Jones coming back is a massive. I think Christian Jones was the second-best offensive lineman on the team last year. And, and that 12 months ago would have sounded crazy. Uh, I don't think it sounds crazy today. He had a really good season. And so I think they get a chance to come back with a set of tackles that are as good as anybody in the Big 12 has. That is your main building block, I think, going into next season. And if Cam Williams ends up being better than, than uh, Christian Jones, then that's a massive win. But at worst, you're returning, I think, the best pair of tackles in the Big 12. The interior of that line has to get a lot better. There's not one position in the interior that I would speak of with such high praise as either Jones and obviously Kelvin Banks. So I think it is a main priority in the offseason that Kyle Flood get those guys to elevate their level of play, I think. And I think most Texas fans feel like that's going to happen. You're talking about first-year players going into second-year players. On paper, they should be better. I would point out that it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes guys need three years. Sometimes guys need one year. Sometimes it, the light switch happens at right when you want it to and need it to. Uh, but the good news is they don't just have one, two, or even three guys that they're leaning on in hopes of guys taking steps. They've probably got a half dozen guys that they would love to see take next steps. They'd like to see guys that were freshmen this year that didn't get on the field very much. Can they, can they elevate? And I think that part of the story about this running game and how good it might be, because it was not good in the bowl game, but it returns on paper five guys that played more than 700 snaps this season. The last time that – I don't know when that last happened. Maybe, Chad, it might have been like the 08, 09 offensive lines when you were talking about all those guys that were in the class of right. 2007, the Kyle Hickses of the world, and yep. then you added a David Snow. But that line was never great. But you probably got to go back 15 years to when you're like, when was the last time Texas had this type of returning weight coming back? And – so there's a lot more good things than bad things, but there are still steps to take. Yep. Talking with Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. Jeff, before we get those Cowboys feelings, let's talk about a guy that's coming from Jerry's alma mater, Jalen Catalan to Texas. What do you think? I think if it's me and I had the roster flexibility, I would take two safeties in the event that Jalen Catalan doesn't hold up physically. I mean, that, that is the question mark with him. If you look at him on paper, in 2020, he was a first-team All-SEC player. 
And at the time, if I'm not mistaken, he was the first Arkansas defensive back to make first team all SEC since 2007 or 2008. I mean, he was a revelation. Mm. And then he, he gets hurt in 2021 after the Texas game. He plays half the season. Um, then last year he plays one game and doesn't play. So going into this year, you're two years removed from when he was awesome. Uh, so the good news is he has the ceiling to be an impact player. His record is, you know, this guy now has had three surgeries. So, you know, I, I think he's, there's like four categories he could potentially fall into. Impact guy, one of the best players in the Big 12, stays healthy for 12 games. We find this form that made him one of the best in the SEC. Two, uh, he's that kind of player, but it's hurt. And, who knows how long you're going to have him for, which is why I would take two. But I also am not sitting on 86 scholarships right now. This is me spending Monopoly money. If I could just go out and get another safety, I would. Right. Three, maybe he just ain't that guy anymore because this will be three seasons removed when he was that good. Um, his last six games, which represent a half a season of football, zero created turnovers. No forced fumbles, no uh, interceptions. Obviously, and also no sacks. Like no, no big plays. That's half a season. That's it's not a huge sample size, but those are his last six games, and he hasn't been again the guy that was. He hasn't been twenty twenty good since twenty twenty. And then the other thing is, so, so maybe he's just a, kind of a, a solid player, but not quite at that level. Or maybe he gets hurt. And he's just not a good player. It's, it's one of those four things is probably going to happen. Well, I don't mean to say not a good player. It's not a player that you can depend on because of the health reasons. I think those are the four tiers. I think that the first two tiers exist is the reason why you take him. Somewhere inside of that dude, if he can find it, is one of the best safeties in the Big 12 in 2023. Whether or not he can find that and stay healthy is the rub, and I think it's a risky take. All right, Zay, be nice to our Cowboys. Come on now. Yeah, Jeff, we'll see if Dak Prescott, lead leader in interceptions, can go to Tampa Bay and defeat the GOAT, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and Wild Card Weekend on Monday night. Who you got? Well, here's the thing. It just doesn't matter. I mean, say, say, text, say the Cowboys beat the Bucks. What does that mean? It means they lose – what, to the Eagles in the next round in Philly? Like, everybody thinks it doesn't matter that they even play on Monday. Oh, come this on. <laughs> is not going to get where we all want it to get, and I am not going to get excited because maybe they win a playoff game. I know how this ends. Mm. This ends in the Cowboys somewhere in the next three weeks losing a game like no team in the NFL has ever lost a game. That's what we're spectacular at. <laughs> like, create a scenario that's never happened before ever in the history of football, and that's how the Cowboys' seasons usually end. It's Romo dropping a ball in, the, in Seattle. It's Dez catching or not catching a ball in Green Bay. It, so I will watch Monday. I'll be hopeful. I'll be glad. But, Chad, my, my opinion on – what, how this season ends has not changed over the course of this entire season, and they're not playing their best football right now. They're just not. So 
Tom Brady is the human kryptonite for this team, this organization. They're playing in Tampa. All I can think in my mind was a couple of years ago when Tampa spanked Dallas's little bottom and Dak Prescott was telling Tom Brady in the aftermath of the game, we'll see you back here for, you know, to play for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember that. And Tom Brady, Tom Brady looked at Dak Prescott like, <laughs> wait a minute, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Like, he did that thing that losers do when they get beat by greatness. They're like, yeah, man, we'll see you again. And greatness is like, what you want? I thought you were going to come and ask for my jersey. Like, okay, yeah, right. we will see you again. Still very patronizing. So, you know, I mean, Dallas should beat Tampa. But it's hard not to view this through the scope of they fall into the five seed. And on paper, they have a lot of heavy lifting to do. To just to get to an NFC Championship game, let alone to a Super Bowl, and I'm look. I treat my Cowboys like I think Texas fans treat their Longhorns. Their bottom lines, and even if the bottom line hasn't been hit in decades, the bottom line stays the same for what represents a successful season. I will not allow the fact that the Cowboys have been trash for a quarter of a century to get me to like. I'm not, this season will not end with, yo, but we beat Tampa Bay in the playoffs. No way, no how. So that's where my – this is therapy for me. Thank you. Rather than pay someone like a couple hundred bucks for 50 minutes, I, for five minutes, get to have my Cowboys rant, and this is it. I'm letting it all – I'm pouring it all out. I have no expectations. You're a Cowboy fan. You know that I'm right. What it should do for you is liberate you. Don't let anybody talk smack. They, no one can say anything to a Cowboys fan that it hasn't already been said. We know who we are. We know what's going to happen. And so if Tampa Bay wins on Monday night, just shrug your shoulders. Like, as if that could be the worst thing that's hurt you <laughs> over the last decade plus. Just bring it up. You know who I feel like? I feel like Lieutenant Dan in, in Forrest Gump. <laughs> Is that all you got? Exactly. I'm screaming at the sports gods right now. Give it to me. Is that all you got? And when it's over with, we'll probably drown. Like, that's just the way it goes. Oh, wow. My goodness. Uh, A drowning metaphor at the end. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Jeff, as a Cowboys fan, I do have, you know, you and I talk about it for years. You got to kind of reset the expectations sometimes to get through it. Um, I've always thought this was a, if they win one playoff game, I'd consider that um, some you know a, a low level of success, and I think the next matchup is going to be tough. So if you're telling me you think they can win this game, maybe you're even predicting them to win the game on Monday night. Give me oh, the I'm not. You're not okay because I'm I, pick, I'm picking the Bucks to win. I think the Bucks win an ugly rock fight of a football game. So I I, I was just going to be like seventeen fourteen. Okay. Oh gosh. I got like a twenty four thirteen kind of a thing, but yeah, I mean it could be that. It could be eighteen ten. It could be 16 to 12. I mean, these two can get ugly. So I just wanted to see if you had the plan for the Cowboys. If you were going to put a little little bug in Kellen Moore's ear about how to go get the how to go get a win, like what is it for you? What are you looking for to to you know to turn it around at least for one night and go? Oh, we know what they won the game. That's cool. You got to find a way to get the ball to Ceedee Lamb consistently and. There have been times this season when they've been able to do that. There have been times this season, especially early in the season, 
when they struggled. I mean, he's their, he's their best playmaker. So they've got to find a way to get him the ball and not let him be schemed out of the game because I don't trust any of these other dudes. If it goes, you know, we're talking about, oh, man, Hilton's going to catch a ball this weekend and make if that shut up. <laughs> if, that's, if that's what we're relying on, right. that's like, you know what? I'm picking Tampa because Russell Gage is going <laughs> to yeah, You know what I mean? So I, I really think that they've got to get their best players the ball. And, oh, by the way, like Tony Pollard, I know he's been banged up. They've got – he's – I mean, you know, he's pro Bowl running back for a reason. He's he's a guy that if, if Dallas wants to have success, they've got to get some plays out of the running game, both catching the ball, running the ball. If this thing ends up and they've got 70 yards rushing as a team, like we know how that's going to end. So yeah. it reminds me a little bit of Texas in the Alamo Bowl. They can't give up on the running game. Yep. And if they do, they'll lose. Hallelujah. Yep. There will be times when they try to run the ball – and Tampa Bay's opposite, so sometimes you have to punt. Sometimes it's like watching a tennis match. You know what? Sometimes the other guy holds serve, and if their defense stops the Dallas running game, you can't try to reinvent yourself in the middle of a playoff game. You got you have to hope and, and depend on the guys. That the only way you're going to win it is if if they contribute. So I think it's a this game, and I'll I'll shut up. It sounds like we're probably wrapping up. This comes down to me. Can one of these two teams make the other one blink first? Yeah. My concern is that Dallas will blink first. They're on the road. Who knows? Maybe Tampa Bay scores early, and then it just feels like you're chasing. Dallas has to play this game like, man, we got to get to 24 points and forget what the current score is. Because I think 24 wins this game. Yeah, I do too. And, yeah. and just you get, they're a good offense. Be, be a good offense. But if Tampa Bay makes you makes them blink, like we know how the game ends. Yep, no, I think you're absolutely right. Cowboys and Bucks Monday night. That is Jeff Ketchum, OrangeBloods.com at GK Catch on Twitter. Hey, yes. Chad, real quick. Uh huh. Do you know who the play-by-play and the color crew were for that Giants Cowboys game back in two thousand January two thousand and eight? Wow, I do not. No clue. Buck and Aikman. Uh. Is that is that right? <laughs> Joe and Troy. <laughs> So, yep. so basically the week that Troy, because that off week was the week Troy went on a radio show and said you just don't go to Cabo the week before a playoff game. And then you're telling me he called that loss. <laughs> yeah, I just heard the highlights. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. I've never heard Troy Aikman say anything I agreed with more than that. Man, was he my quarterback that day when I I was just, yeah, you're right, Troy. He never should have done it. You're the man. All right, uh, Catch, you are the man, sir. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. And uh, let's hope we see something crazy on Monday night. We'll talk to you next week. All right, fellas, y'all have a great one. Later. Good Thanks, stuff. Coach. There it is, the realism. See, that's why I think when Ketch and I did a show together, sometimes it just got too real because sometimes <laughs> one of us needed to get dreamy. Real. One of us needed to get dreamy, and, the, and they wouldn't go dreamy. We would both be too real and realistic about it, and we'd been Cowboys fans too long. And he's the one, I think, that coined the term self-hating, self-loathing. He would call himself sometimes a self-loathing fan. That's not how I look at it, but – you know, there always is uh, maybe a little bit of dark realism to uh, our, our conversations. About I wouldn't it. mind if Jerry cried just like he did in that Giants game. Oh, I'm sure that. you wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that. Him crying, losing to Brady. The que- the question is, if he's brought to tears, what does that mean? What will it mean for Jerry? 
Is the, does it really mean he would change something up, or does he just stick with what he's got and keep on going? I'll keep saying these things. If they, would it, if it's ugly and close, Jerry will still think they're close. Oh, yeah. That is the true falsehood of this team. Jerry thinks they're close to a Super Bowl. And to, I've been telling Cowboys fans for years that that is not true. I have not. I can't remember a Cowboys team that I legitimately thought. Honestly, it's all the way back to that team against the Giants. It's that 07-08. Maybe that group where I thought, maybe if it all rolled right. But when I looked around that whole NFL that year, I didn't think the Cowboys were the best team. No. I just didn't. So we'll see what lo- what it happens, uh, what it looks like Monday night. We obviously get five games between here and there. Uh, we will know for sure who the Cowboys would play if they won by the time we get to Monday's show. Up next, Why Today Matters. It is January 13th. Got some birthdays to hit, including a couple of uh, actors hitting the big 8-0 and a uh, music legend hitting the double nickel. Don't move. This is the horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yeah. Don't wanna yeah. be a player. I don't wanna be playing no more. I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. I love this song. That is so good. I am not a player. I just crush a lot. All right. I missed it yesterday, and it kind of sounds like him again. Biggie? No. No? You're close. People call this guy the Latin Biggie. The Latin Biggie. Um, I don't know. Who is it? Big Pun. Big Pun. Okay. Also died on us way too early. That's not good. Yeah, Big Pun and Fat Joe are really close. Big Pun. P-U-N? Yeah. Pun? Man. Uh, Yeah, that's great. (laughs) I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. (laughs) That's so good. That is such a good hook hook lyric, man. He brings it, and they bring it back over and over again. Oh, that's so good. That's a classic 90s song. That kind of be, that's the the lyric that really is the chorus of that song. That is so good. All right, uh, Big Pun, Lisa Stansfield, had some Sanctuary earlier, uh, Stevie Wonder and Ted Nugent all on the show today. Got a couple birthdays we're going to hit here on uh, Why Today Matters. We got, uh, obviously, the NFL Wild Card Weekend coming up. We will take another look at the Cowboys and Bucks injury report. We'll let that simmer until Monday. In terms of the injury report around the league, we told you earlier Mike Williams out two to three weeks with a slight fracture in his back. There's no way Staley can explain that one away. That sucks if you're a Chargers fan. Chargers Jags tomorrow night at 7:15, and we got a lot of quarterbacks making the their first starts ever this weekend. It'll all start though with. 
an experienced guy, but he's trying to get that next. He's trying to get the new chance. Geno Smith at the Niners starts us off tomorrow afternoon. Zay, I really hope Seattle hangs in that ball game. I feel like that's one that could go to – if it goes the wrong way for them, I think that thing could be 21 nothing before we all get our food heated up. Yeah, it could get ugly, and one thing that the Seahawks have going for them is they know the San Francisco 49ers very well. I mean, they're in the NFC West, so you play those guys twice a year. That gives you some sort of advantages, but – it just seems like it might be the 49ers year, even with Brock Purdy, all the weapons that they have, like Debo Samuel getting healthy at the perfect time, like week 18, so he could kind of get his feet under him again. Now going into this week against the Seahawks, he should be right. And then George Kittle, it seems like he got more juice in him since Brock Purdy took over. So, yeah, Brandon Ayuk, we know Christian McCaffrey. He might be the best overall running back in the NFL. That's going to be tough to stop, but man, the season that Geno Smith has had this year, like he broke three of Russell Wilson's records. Yeah. Like that's amazing. Russell Wilson, he should have his jersey hung there when it's all said and done. So Geno, the fact that he did that in year one, you know, that that's huge. And Pete Carroll, <laughs> say what you want about him, the fact that he got this. Seahawks team into the playoffs. Oh. That's why he's one of the best coaches out there. So I think this is the time where the Seahawks go out of the playoffs just because 49ers are too good, but hopefully it's some sort of game. What about that roll of the dice? You're absolutely right. What about that roll of the dice? No, 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 I'm going with Geno Smith. You're going with who? Geno Smith. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. How about you try to get Russell Wilson to stay here? How about you convince him? And I'm like, no, let Russell do his thing. And then, and then what did we talk about? Through the first the, the 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 section of the year, right before the season started, as it's starting, we kept talking Baker Mayfield. We right. kept talking about yeah. ba- it was Baker, and there was another uh, an oh Garoppolo. If Garoppolo was going to move, we all kept saying Seattle. He just held fast. No man, we're going with Gino. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, man, yeah, maybe try Drew Locke. I don't know. I would love to see them pull it off against the Niners. I don't think it's going to happen though. Uh, another quick quarterback uh, story. How about this headline? GM of the Packers says they're not ready to move on from Rodgers just yet. Okie doke. You see how much they paid them? They can't. Yeah, no, what are they going to say? Lots of money. We paid them all this money. Now we want to get rid of them. Four-time MVP. Now we want to get rid of them. Where will he be? Until they both leave, we got to give him the respect. Will Brady play and where? Will Rogers play and where next year will be a big, big deal in the NFL? All right, uh, let's get you a little Why Today Matters, January 13th. There we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. So this morning, Zay, my kid said something made me think of uh, something on a birthday I've never thought of before. I don't know that I know anyone who has a 13th for a birthday. So then I've never thought about what it would be like to have your birthday hit on Friday the 13th. Do you know anybody that's a 13? No. When's yours again? The third. You're a third. Okay. I'm Christmas Day at 25th, obviously. So I mean, I like, I don't know any, I'm thinking of all these different people I know off the top of my head. I got 24s and 22s and all these different things. I don't know one person that's the 13th. So if you're superstitious, do you like just have the party in your closet that day or like what do you do yeah i have no idea if you're you're a freak about um you know friday the 13th i have no idea uh if you do freak out about it try not to have a good birthday if you are a january 13th baby uh like all these folks so 
I'm concerned, Zay, when they reboot TV shows, movies, things like that. The Coming to America sequel, really disappointing. Trash. Knew it would be. Really scared about this Night Court reboot on Peacock. So they've got one of the girls from Big Bang Theory playing Harry Anderson's daughter. Now, Harry Anderson died. So playing Judge Stone's daughter. Larroquette's coming back as Dan Fielding. That scares me. My man Richard Maul is 80 today, but I haven't heard if Bull's going to be back uh, on Night Court. I loved the show as a kid. I'm terrified it's going to suck. Terrified this reboot is going to suck. But happy birthday to Bull, just in case. Richard Maul is 80 today. Tomorrow, Holland Taylor's going to turn 80. One of my favorite uh, female actors from back in the day. She's been in all kinds of stuff. Uh, Holland Taylor, look her up if you don't know that name. Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld fame and a lot of other stuff. Oh, man. Veep and other stuff. 62 today. Wow, she looks good. Doesn't she? She looks amazing. She looks awesome for that that number. So people obviously know her for Elaine and Seinfeld and now Veep, but don't sleep on the new adventures of the old Christine. You know what? I did not watch that show, but I've heard other people Don't say it. Don't sleep on that. I've heard people say they love that show. Just because she's just great in front of the camera, she looks amazing, and she's still quirky, funny self. It's still a pretty decent show. Yeah, how about, yeah, I haven't seen it. I need to watch. I'll, I'll check it out. Julia Louis-Dreyfus with a birthday. Uh, ladies, if you're into, ladies or guys, um, or uh, for that matter, animals. I mean, this is just a pretty creature. Pra- uh, Patrick Dempsey's 57 today. Mr. McDreamy himself, 57. Nicole Eggert, for you Charles and Charge fans, 54 today. And Zay, I need your thoughts for tomorrow's double nickel birthday for one LL Cool J, 55 uh. Tomorrow, Mama said, "Knock you out." Where is I'm bad? Where is LL Cool J for you? Um, like I all, mean, like in terms of all time rappers, are we talking about top twenty five? No. Okay. I don't think so. How it's about, hard to say his name without like I'm starting to like mention hip hop without mentioning his name. How about this? How about if you go top crossover rappers? Crossover rappers that have had massive success on any and all charts. Everybody knows who they are. Yeah, he's he's Mount Rushmore then. He's in that discussion, right? Yeah, from like rappers to actors. Yeah, he's right there. Like Ice Cube yeah. and yeah, Snoop Dogg maybe. I don't know. Because I feel like because in the world of music, if you're not into a certain genre, if you can't, a lot of people wouldn't be able to identify like some big time musicians in a version of music that say I like or whatever. So if you're into rap and you love all of it, there's rappers that like the gen- the generic person could see and they might not know who they are. But I feel like LL Cool J popping on somebody's TV, even if you don't absolutely know it right away, you kind of know who that is. Yeah, right. He's got that crossover vibe. Uh, yeah, I've always I've always liked him. Going back to Cali was highly addictive to me. When I first heard it and the video was that awesome black and white video, yeah. I will never forget walking through the house and just that that great slow delivery of that horn and everything they put in there. Yeah. I was like, what in the world? And I remember watching the video and, the, oh, yeah, made me realize I needed to do sit-ups. It was like a, it's like a whole thing. Hello, <laughs> Kuja. He's like the Jerome Bettas of hip-hop. You know he's great. You know he's in the Hall of Fame. You know there's something different about him and the mm. way he went about it, but you would have never consider Jerome Bez as one of the greatest running backs of all time or LL Cool right. J, one of the greatest rappers, but you know they were great. You know they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And you don't, like, rip on them. You don't, know. You right? can't You're not dogging them. them out. Yeah. 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 That's so, fair. both good-looking dudes. Yeah, doing their thing.
<sighs> now, let's talk about LL's acting chops. Okay. Deep, Deep Blue Sea, Elite. My wife's a huge fan. Oh, man. My wife's a huge fan. Or he's swimming in the water. He's the chef and the stuff. Chef. He's the chef. He provides He provides a lot in that movie, including you got to have some comic relief. Yeah. In a movie like that, he gives you some comic relief because, spoiler alert, Samuel L. Jackson doesn't last too long. No. So, LL, though, LL makes the run. And there's a lot where he's got to deal with deal with in that movie, and my wife loves that one. She'll, I love that she'll movie watch too. Deep Blue Sea all day long. Now, do you know during any given Sunday, him and Jamie Foxx got into a little squabble? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, look that up. Look that I up. I gotta take LL in that fight. If they, oh if, hell if, yeah! If they went after it, Jamie's in trouble, isn't yeah, he? I don't know the details, but something happened on set where it got physical, and they had to hold Jamie Foxx and LL Cool J back, which. You know, both of those guys, quarterback, running back, duo, you would think they have a good connection, good chemistry. Mm, but, you never uh, know. Can't ever tell. Not. It is any given Sunday. <laughs> Miami Sharks. It is the Miami Sharks, <laughs> after all. Cameron Diaz can be really intimidating. Oh, she's so hot in that movie. That is a good Cameron Diaz. Yo. Really good Cameron Diaz. Gosh, I get fined so much on that team. Yeah, and – uh and that's a wired out Al Pacino too. Yeah, you get a you get a pretty good version of a uh, Pacino in that one. That's why January thirteenth matters to us. Up next, a couple of stems and seeds before we get out of here. Getting ready for the LL Cool J is hot as hell. Battle anybody, I don't care. You tell, I excel. They all fail. Gonna cancel double L, There we go. There's the birthday boy. Tomorrow, LL Cool J will turn 55. I think I know the name, too. Rock the Bells? Rock the Bells. There it is. Shout out to our guy, Steve Foss. Just texted me and said, this still bumps. And he's right. This still bumps. He is absolutely right. Other thing I love, it just hit, it hits me listening to this song. Early stuff. Even going back to Cali had this. The physical nature of the way he performed I always loved about LL Cool J. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was always the histrionics of how he presented it was, a was I thought, important because that is such a tough version of music to convey to people. If you just stand up on a stage and, like, if you had the lyrics in front of you and you're just reading them to people, it's different. You've got to really convey it. And, man... LL had such a great way of presenting a song, especially one like this. Yeah, the Kango hats, the bucket hats. He was just a fly dude out of Queens and just ahead of his time. Like, people weren't doing this in the 80s. Like, yeah, Run DMC, they had their thing going and stuff, but LL, he brought something different to Def Jam, and it's a huge reason why Def Jam is the king of all rap record companies now you mentioned the kango hat and obviously he did the, he made no shirt a like fashion yeah, no choice shirt and a giant chain and the big the chain would be like nice baggy <sighs> pants or whatever but what about wasn't he the one that did like the one leg was pulled up one leg wasn't pulled up was that ll i don't for know a while? for sure your boy wasn't alive i do know oh, my history how, how that's one of those that's how dare going you deep. don't act like i'm asking you about george washington <laughs> did y'all hear that response i'm not sure chad that's uh i, I don't know about the battle of uh of saying uh, i don't know about the battle of uh you know bunker hill no oh. 
I'm not talking about Thomas right, Jefferson, you man. You right, you right, you got me. Yeah, Come I should on know now. something like that. I don't know. Somebody else back text line let us know. Though. He was awesome, though, man. Great looks back then, and he'll be 55 tomorrow. Hope LL is doing well. Uh, look at there. I rhymed and everything. That was awesome. Not really. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Then I pointed it out and it ruined it. Uh, let's go stems and seeds real quick here before we're done. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. If anybody felt old from that last exchange, I'm really going to make you feel old now. Robbie Knievel has died today at the age of 60. Yes, the son of evil Knievel, who died back in 07, has now passed away at the age of 60. He was battling pancreatic cancer. Rest in peace to the great Robbie Knievel. The stuntman, uh, that type of person, has always fascinated me. I'm not that person, but I'm so glad they are around. They risk so much. Uh, to entertain people. Robbie was obviously one of those guys, uh, the son of the greatest ever. Uh, so rest in peace, Robbie Knievel. That's just an incredible way to live. Yeah, crazy way to go about your life, but very exciting. People will watch. No doubt. No so, doubt. Hey, I got something for you, Chad. Yes, sir. Arch Manning, first week on campus, has already lost his Texas ID card. Oh, somebody found it. Somebody found it. Please tell me they returned it. I think so. Because, like, back in the day at A&M, the, you know, the brotherly, sisterly thing to do is if you found an ID or, God help them, somebody's Aggie ring, you're like, you got that back to them. You returned it. Yeah. That, was the, that was the honor code there. So did they get it back to him? See, I don't know if he's got it back, but I think they're trying to. Now, it's Arch Manning. I doubt if he'll ever see that again. Just keeping it real. Oh, no, I'd give it back to him. Now, uh. I would. that would be a condition. I will give it back to you at a barbecue attended by your dad okay, and both uncles. <laughs> That's when I'll give it back to you. All <laughs> right. Let me be a little ridiculous here. I'd at least try. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He didn't lose his car. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. He could get a new ID pretty quickly. Uh, best of luck to Arch getting a new ID. You got to go through a process there. You do. Wouldn't I you, bet you that's annoying as hell. Wouldn't you love to be the rando that's standing in line to get his or her ID replaced and they're standing right behind Arch Manning? Hey, aren't you Arch Manning? What are you here for? Uh, I lost my ID. I already hear the low lives right now. Malik Murphy wouldn't have lost his ID. <laughs> Quinn Ewers, I don't think he lost his ID. <laughs> oh, my God. That is what's going on a message board right now. Somebody is typing it. Right now, Zay, if you listen very carefully. Up next, it's Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge. Remember, Texas men's basketball tomorrow at 7, 6.30 pregame for that one. And the Cowboys and the Bucks will be Monday night right here on the Horn. We'll be back Monday to preview that one and review everything we see this weekend. Take care of yourselves. We will talk to you on Monday.